0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Welcome to the Whack Brackets podcast, the podcast that believes Walton Goggins acting chops peaked in 1994 with the next Karate Kid. I'm your host, Mike. And on this episode, I have on master producer, research guru, and regular on-air talent over at the Gas Digital Podcast Network. Please welcome Mike Harrington. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me, bud. Oh, anytime. This is a lot of fun. We had you on previously for the Rocky episode, which you brought in a lot of knowledge. We're going to see how your Karate Kid chops are, and I have a feeling they are going to be pretty hot. Oh, dude, this is, this is 100% my
3: wheelhouse. You oh, shit. I mean? This is like Rocky is I, – I understand that I watched a little bit growing up, but Karate Kid was – Constantly on, um, you know that 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 first uh, that first Karate Kid was just always on the the on loop on VHS in
2: my house, so I'm all about it. Yeah, Karate Kid was one of those movies that I would see regularly at school because my school would have like at the end of the year they would try not to teach the kids shit and they would just have VCR tapes running in the background. And it always seemed to be either Grease, which is surprising that they would have Grease on, but it yeah. was either Grease or Karate Kid. So I've seen my share of particularly. Karate Kid won. So, and by the way, love the Cobra Kai. But uh, tell us what you do. I don't think I've asked you. What do you do over at Gas Digital or anything else that you're doing? Give us a little uh, info.
3: All right. So I have no real talent. So what we just do, what we do is called producing. Um, so I, I get like people who are good at talking in the microphones uh, and I record them and then make sure that the audio sounds good and put it out for people. Um, specifically with Believe in Me, I do a decent amount of uh, pre-production. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I've just found my way onto some pretty big shows over here. Believe you Me with Michael Bisbing in Godfrey We Trust, with Godfrey uh, Without a Country, with Corinne Fisher
2: and Shane Smith, uh, just to name a few. Yeah. Don't give yourself, don't sell yourself short over there. He has been a co-host at least recently. I don't know. Um, I'd had to look at the back catalog. I know you were a co-host recently. I believe you, me when Lewis was out and you held your own. Well,
3: I mean, depending on when this comes out, uh, I might have, I might be on the latest episode. So, uh, that's coming up soon because, uh, Lewis is going down, down to Jamaica. I'm on, uh, and I'm going to be filling in from, uh, hit, sunny Hilton head, South Carolina. My plan is to do it, uh, outside by the pool and, and, uh, have a good episode with Bisbee there. So that
2: should be fun. Yeah. Good deal. I'll be listening to that. I check out just about every episode. So if you are an MMA fan, Go check out the Believe You Me podcast, and you'll hear Mike on there almost every episode, I'm pretty sure. And if you're not an MMA fan, it really doesn't matter. It's a great podcast. You cannot be into MMA because uh, some, some episodes, they talk about nothing but MMA, and then other episodes, I'm not even sure it gets brought up once. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we spent quite some time on uh, Mrs. Bisping's new horse in the last few episodes.
2: Yeah, I've heard about that. $25,000 must be nice. So yeah. My car costs less than that. Chrysler 200, baby. So, yeah, hot shit. Yeah, I remember
3: I I I, I got an ex to like I like broke the ice like if you look at like our our Instagram DMs it was like just my text my text my text my text just not even noticing just replying to stories or whatever and uh she she had posted like what the the prices were for cage side for McGregor versus I think it was McGregor versus Nurmagomedov. and okay. I just I texted her back I'm like dang, that costs as much as a brand new Chevy Cruze. But <laughs> You asshole.
2: <laughs> so yeah, check Mike out there. And before we go on, if you have not checked out the Whack Brackets podcast, I will tell you what I am doing over here. Uh, I'm asking the burning questions you never knew you wanted answered until we asked them. We bring on fellow podcasters and friends of the show, such as Mr. The Mike Harrington here, and we'll bracket off similar contestants using irrelevant, ever-changing questions. And if I didn't mention it already, I think I may have, or at least hinted, we are going to be bracketing off the Karate Kid Universe, also known to fanboys as the Miyagi-verse. Hell yes. So, Michael-san, are you ready to kick this up? I'm so ready. Let's go. Let's do this shit. And before we start, we will start. This would not be a contest if we didn't bring up Johnny's love of 80s metal music and 80s music in general. So the first question is going to be, Who does Johnny leave his collection of 80s cassettes to in his will? Would it be his actual son, Robbie Keane, or would it be this kid that he's taken an odd interest in, Miguel Diaz?
3: That is tough. That's so tough, dude. I mean, this was like when... (sighs) When we were going over this just to like uh, pull the curtain a little bit. I had actually asked, I was like, can we please incorporate Cobra Kai and make this like a full Elite 8 uh, cuz I think like the extended Karate Kid universe is so fun. I love these characters. Um I mean, I've heard them both talk like not in character uh on the the that show that they the Netflix like after show that they did and it's like, mm-hmm. "Man, I They both stink so much, but in this show, they work (laughs) like it just works. Um, It's tough because I, I do think I think Johnny is closer to Miguel than he is to Robbie. Right. But I do feel like there is a sense of loyalty to Robbie that might not apply to Miguel. You know what I mean? Like it's still his son. You know, if the question was, if both guys are like, you know, you can only save one and they're both like hanging off a cliff. Who does he choose? I feel like he's, he's picking his son, you know, but for your collection of eighties cassettes, he's spent the most time working with Miguel training, Miguel, I guarantee in Johnny's mind, every single class at Cobra Kai is a different eighties music montage playing in his head. So like for him, for what their relationship is, I think, think he's going to give those cassettes to
2: Miguel. I will at least say this. I may agree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you. At least your assessment of him being more loyal to Robbie, potentially. I think the last season of Cobra Kai, he even left Robbie hanging. I think he sent one of his buddies who was a pastor or whatever to, to help bail Robbie out or try to talk. Johnny was supposed to be there and Miguel was doing something that he needed to be there. So he ended up siding with Miguel. Admittedly, Miguel's trying to recover from a severe accident caused by Robbie. That's neither here nor there, but he does make a decision in that moment that Miguel was more important to him, at least in that moment than Robbie was. I can't remember the exact situation.
3: Uh, if I'm not, Was that when they had to go and argue to like, keep the, the karate tournament still around? I don't I don't remember but I do I do remember the moment that you're talking about, but I think the flip side of that too was that Robbie was like, I don't ever want to see you again. You know, like Johnny had made the effort to see Robbie and all it led to was Robbie getting bullied more in like the juvie facility he was in. Um, you know, and it did there was no good that came of it versus sending his buddy who, if I'm not mistaken, was to put him in a body bag guy. <laughs> I hope so. Am I wrong? I I feel like the put him in a
0: body, like put him in a body bag, Johnny. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Bring him the body bag.
3: I feel like that guy grew up to be a pastor and it's like he him going to argue for, you know, uh, Robbie to get out of jail sooner would be looked on a lot more favorably than, you know, uh, nine time loser Johnny Lawrence going in there being like, come on, man, let my kid out. (laughs) Yeah, he still got uh, Coors Banquet on his breath from the night before. So oh, yeah, man. how great is that? By the way, just drinking the like the, the Coors heavies at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be
2: honest with you, I started drinking them again after the. I'd forgotten I hadn't had a uh, regular Coors. Just you know, now it's become Coors Banquet, but just Coors beer. I hadn't had Coors beer in years. I'm like, I'm gonna go get a six pack of that. Yeah, the way it leaves you feeling in the morning, not good. Uh, there are certain beers that play with your. Digestive system worse than others. Core's banquet doesn't play well with your digestive system.
3: It's like a meal in a six pack. Um, It's a whole banquet.
2: Yeah.
3: It is a whole banquet. There you go. I mean, I don't know, dude. It was fun when they had Sam Elliott doing the commercials a few (laughs) years ago, right? Like, there was something about that where it's like, Remember what it's like to have a cold Coors Banquet with water from the Rocky Mountain. Like, that's that's, like that definitely as somebody who's, who I've been a drink since I was 19, but like there's something about hearing Sam Elliott pitching oh, yeah. me a Coors
2: Banquet where I'm like, I mean,
3: could I have just one taste?
2: Uh, Sam Elliott could sell dildos to a priest, man. That guy's <laughs> voice is just like, it's like melting butter. It's so delicious.
3: It's true, uh, but I do think we could do... I do think there is room right now for Johnny Lawrence to just be in
2: uh, Coors Banquet commercials. Oh, definitely. I think that's a missed opportunity for for Coors if they don't follow through. There might be Netflix. I know they own the rights now. It used to be YouTube. Maybe they have a problem with that, though you wouldn't seem that they would. Since they, they do champion Coors Banquet beer, it's not like they're against doing so. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
3: I know that the third the issue with that is I think the third season was financed outside of Netflix and then it was just bought by Netflix. So it's like I think YouTube like the, I think that whole season was like just sitting uh shot for quite some time, like over a year, year and a half maybe while they were looking for a home for it because YouTube red like kind of canceled itself. Mm-hmm. Um so like there would they just didn't have a home for it and they were finally able to figure out the Netflix deal. Um so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe heading into this fourth season, they're not as keen on, you know, the 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 whole drinking aspect of it. But, I mean, dude, it's just he makes it look like such a fun, like, you know, like this is what you should be doing if you're kind of a piece of shit in your 30s. <laughs> yeah,
2: if your idea of fun is waking up on the floor and then taking drinks of warm beer in the morning, then, yeah, this mm-hmm. is... He's leading his best life. I'll give him that. So
3: yeah, like if you're at a point in your life where the dog doesn't even respect you anymore, grab a banquet.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, so regardless of that, I do agree with you. I think it's going to be Miguel, but I think it's actually for different reasons, but I do think as we've seen, Miguel seems to have taken up his love for that eighties music. I don't think, I think the only time we've heard Robbie listen to music, of course, I think was some like metal music or something. So, I do believe that we are going to see Miguel end up with Johnny's 80s cassette collection when Johnny dies from Coors Banquet-induced liver cancer. So Sick. With, Sick. with that said, Miguel, winner of the 80s collection, will go up against the winner of this whack bracket. And we are going to pit Daniel LaRusso against John Creese. Which Ooh. one of these two is more likely to have a Pornhub account?
3: I mean, wait, 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 wait. Define
2: Pornhub <laughs> account. <laughs> and I was thinking an actual account. I believe they sell Pornhub accounts. There's no reason to have one because pornography is all over the fucking place. So I don't know why you would ever buy it. But I do believe they have a pay version of Pornhub. But either one.
3: Oof. Okay. I mean, dang, this is rough. So I if, it, all right. If you had meant like having your own account as in like you are a performer, right? And it's like, oh, come check out my page. I think it's John Kreese all day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? How If it's just paying for porn, I mean, I'm going to go with the absurdly rich one in Daniel LaRusso. You know, like that, that to me is a, is a no brainer. You know I mean? He had the, all right, like, let's look at his dating history. He had, um, you know, the, the, the chick from the first one, um, uh, Allie. Name? Yeah. Who's I couldn't remember her name to save my life. I I was thinking of the actress. Is it Jennifer Jason Lee?
2: No, she looks a lot like her though. What is her name? Allie, I don't remember, but yeah, she was in the boys and she was oddly creepy in the boys. She was really good.
3: Oh, that's right. She was in the Elizabeth shoe. Yes, yeah. She was like the she was like the mom
2: figure to Homeland. Yeah, she was creepy. I kind of dug it. Oh, um, yeah. I was into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's just say I, I tell you what. To make it a little more interesting, forget the pay aspect. Let's just say who's more likely to let's just say more regularly use Pornhub. Would it be Creese or would it be Daniel?
3: Oh, Crease, for sure. Chris. I mean, yeah, dude. Daniel has a wife. He's got multiple businesses. He's got kids. Crease is like chilling in, in uh like he, I guarantee he lives in the back office of the Cobra Kai dojo, you know? Like there's just no two ways about it. That's where he lives. That's where he spends all of his time. He's not bringing, he's not bringing chicks back there. You know, like when does Daniel have time to watch that much Pornhub? I you think know? he's
2: got plenty of time. And as well as, the episode where Allie comes back on. I mean, Daniel's a little jealous. He's thinking, hey, you know, he's, he's a little bit jealous of Johnny, but he's definitely keeping her in a spank bank. But how long can that last? His wife in the show, Daniel's wife, she's hot. She's nice. She's successful, but she's just a wife. Daniel, Daniel's lived that life, man. He's a karate champion. He got a lot of tang. I'm thinking that he settled down.
1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. Dw void we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: He needs he needs his his spanking. And I'm thinking that a crease here is in my mind. Crease isn't even fucking he's a guy that's going out at night, probably going to a dive bar, banging the hot waitresses. Doesn't even take him home. Fuck that. He doesn't have to take him back to the dojo. Crease just looks like the kind of guy that's living that kind of life. He's he's stealing girls from their boyfriends in the bars. I think Daniel Daniel doesn't have that opportunity where where Crease can get around. Crease can date around and he can really get some some little something something. Where Daniel, on the other hand, he's going home to the same piece of tail. You saw the way he was looking at Allie. I'm thinking that he's getting a little restless and a little lonely. Where John can actually do something about it. Daniel doesn't have that opportunity because if he fucks one person, he's super famous. They're going to know who he is. They're going to show up at the dealership. It's a problem for him.
3: That's fair. I don't think I, Daniel doesn't strike me as a cheater. He's, he's a little bit too much of a pussy. Um, but I mean him, I don't know. Like I think about it like this, right? If he has any alone time, he has like that whole dojo in the back. He has like the bamboo gar- or the, like the rock garden. He's got the, yeah. the koi pond. Like those are all Things you can be doing with your time where like that pent up sexual energy can be like put towards something good versus like John Kreese, who I think like wakes up, like I said, uh, in like a sleeping bag in the office of the dojo where he works out of, right? Like he... He doesn't have very much money, so I don't even see him spending that much time at dive bars. You know, like I really do think his drinking is done alone in that back room, just looking at pictures of when the good times were. Um uh, and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he was still a magazine guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if he was pulling out like a Jugs magazine from like nineteen ninety
2: two. Oh, he's straight up hustler, man. He ain't fucking with the Jugs.
3: Yeah, all right, that's fair. Yeah, Crease is a little bit more hardcore than than something like Jug. So, but my my point is like I I don't know, like I don't I think he's too gruff and too off putting uh, to just regular females. Like there is something about him where it's like, yeah, he's I I don't know, like there is a certain type that would be attracted to him, but he he strikes me as somebody who's not at all personable, has done too much fucked up shit in his life and has seen too much like really really horrifying things where he can't he can't relate to people on like a normal level so i don't know how he talks his way into getting laid i feel like it's a lot of just frustrated incel energy Um, just in that in that back room, like jerking off, like I'm gonna I'm gonna take out Johnny Lawrence, I'm gonna take out Ralph Machio, you know, like just like there's just a lot of like just caged tiger energy in him. Where I feel like Machio or or um uh uh Larusso, yeah, has like a very fulfilled life where it's like, yeah, you know, I I I banged my wife four times this week, didn't even have time to jerk off, like. (laughs) You know, I got I got too much going on. I got kids to raise. I got students to train. I got dealerships to run. Karate dojos. Like it's there's too much going on in his life.
2: Well, he had plenty of time to go to Japan, and just because he he needed a social, he needed a getaway. He needed a reset.
3: No, he went there to try to sell a deal for Denon Auto oh, Group, which he succeeded in. Right, I and know. he didn't even cheat on his wife with his yeah, like. He old- thought about it. I mean. Yeah, 100%. You would too. But he didn't. <laughs> all right? He didn't even we don't even we don't even see him having any impure thoughts. That might have been the first time he jerked off in 3 years thinking about her that night.
2: I'll <laughs> uh, tell you what. Here's the thing. We agreed every time last time. So I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Larusso and it sounds like you're going to go with John Creese. Now the good thing for you here is that if you want Creese will go on to the next round. But if we have a disagreement later, then we will choose my selection.
3: Okay. Um, am I willing to die on this hill of John Creese watching more porn than than Johnny Lawrence? No, no, no. I'm gonna save my tiebreaker, so we'll go with okay. here. That's fine. Okay, I'm cool with that. I don't. I I, I want to see. I want. By the way, I genuinely do want to see Daniel Larusso lose in a much worse way, uh, than <laughs> the John Creese. So I'm happy with him getting past Creese and and let's let's embarrass him in the next round.
2: All right. So yeah, we'll put Miguel, who is kind of the new. Uh, Daniel LaRusso versus the original Daniel LaRusso so to speak and they will both advance to the next round but before they do we have two more contests to go and this one we're going to pit Samantha LaRusso versus Julie Pierce who has not appeared in the Cobra Kai universe yet but was in the next Karate Kid and the question being what's that? I feel like that's bound to happen like they're pulling everybody they got to Yeah. yeah I think part of the theory is that I forget the the Scrabble girl that's in the show. I don't know what her name is. I can't remember. There's a theory that she might be her mom.
3: <gasps> that just made me so excited.
2: Now, whether or not that's going to happen, but that's at least a fan theory. That I was is. not smart enough to think that one up. I just read too much internet, but maybe Julie Pierce or Samantha LaRusso. Let's assume that both of these women are 40 years old. And at 40, which one of these two would have the higher alcohol tolerance?
3: Uh, by the way, her name is uh, Tori Nichols, and she's played by Peyton
2: List. Okay, very, very. And she's hot. probably one of those kids. That's the whole thing with this universe: is these kids are supposed to be like sixteen. She's probably like twenty-four.
3: She's twenty-two. I'm not mad yeah. at it. When mm-hmm. they filmed it, she was probably twenty. Yeah,
2: fair enough. Ah, she is lovely. All right,
3: she's not uh, unattractive. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a little distracted. All right, so <laughs> we're we're saying forty years old. Uh Julie from. Uh, next Karate Kid versus Samantha Larusso. Higher alcohol tolerance. Yes. Okay. So what I've seen from Samantha so far is she got super duper drunk like one time in this show. Like made a bad choice to like cheat on her boyfriend. Um, And she hasn't really because when they did that party at the house, there was no alcohol there. Correct. I don't think so. They said the kegs were gonna show up and instead the Cobra Kai kids showed up, <laughs> right? And they ended up like teaming up and they then the other kids yeah, showed up that was turned right. into a fight, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I think I think there's something there where it's like she has had her running with alcohol. Alcohol never really is that attractive to her anymore. You know, like she's mm-hmm. kind of just over it. Um and she can find like she can find a lot more healthy uh, outlets for her, you know, whatever, her life, her, her like where, where it can bring her joy that she can unwind with or whatever. Julie, she had a hard life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know parents dead raised by you know some some old lady you know Mr Miyagi comes through and like you know saves her from her boyfriend getting his car blown up or whatever she's getting like you know damn near sexually assaulted in high school um she's got to deal with guys who bungee jump in, in to terrorize her like it's 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 a nightmare world that she lives in that she grew up in she knows nothing but pain through like her her 18th birthday so if anything uh, I think she's the one who's like the moment she gets to college, you know, ideally on like some kind of martial arts scholarship or something like she's going to start drinking and she's really not going to stop until like, I feel like her and Johnny Lawrence have a similar path when it comes to drinking. You know what I mean? Like, you know, face some trauma, drinking away the pain kind of stuck in the past a little bit Um, versus Samantha, who I think is like, She's been super duper spoiled, but like also has had every advantage in her life. There's there's kind of no question. I mean, who's going to be the harder
2: drinker by 40? Well, I'm at least going to say this just because somebody has a bad run in with alcohol does not mean they will not partake in said alcohol again. Take it from a professional. Now, (laughs) as far as the Samantha, the real money, she's got money. But in a way, she also can afford the drinking. And rich women, it's kind of a thing, especially if she marries a guy that's got some money. She comes from money. She doesn't have to work. She's sitting at home all day. Kids at school. How many times have you heard, or I've I've at least seen it, where they'll have rich women on TV and they're just kind of day drinking. I I don't really understand why that's acceptable. It's like a homeless guy drinks during the day and people shit all over him. A rich housewife does it. And it's just, it's it's like social hour. And how many times have you heard, Mommy needs her medicine. Some of the hardest core drinkers I know are (laughs) middle-aged wives. It's, it's a thing. Sure.
3: But it's like, okay, you're going to compare drinking like a bottle of white wine to what Johnny Lawrence can do. Come on now.
2: You know, Johnny's just drinking beer. He's not drinking the hard stuff.
3: Yeah, I know. Johnny's sitting at the bar drinking all the cores banquets that they have until they close up. Like, the, these 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 women just like all right like there is there is something to be said for like sure you have your your first one at like one in the afternoon you're you're drinking two three maybe the bottle's gone by five then you got to start making dinner you have maybe a glass of wine with dinner and then another one after that's still five drinks Johnny's finishing that in his first hour at the bar <laughs> yeah that's where I see Julie at, right like okay. Julie, Julie to me is the is the type where it's like yeah she'll wake up hair the dog that bit her. You know, like get a get a you know, maybe like a shot of like Boone's Farm or or whatever in her and uh you know, a little knob creek to start the day. Uh go to her job as like a, you know a union electrician, uh where she hasn't like, you know, it's only because she's in the union that she hasn't been fired yet. Uh she's got the, the six pack tall boys in the the, the cooler She's out doing her work, just miserable the whole time. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's finished the six pack before the end of the day and she is ready to rip when she hits the bar. So, you know,
2: I'm I'm not going to disagree with you there because I do think that Julie does have the anger issues. I could see her taking a similar path to Johnny. I think if she didn't, I think that that would be because of Mr. Miyagi's influence. However, I'm not sure that Mr. Miyagi seems to have that connection with Julie that he had with Daniel. This seems like maybe a on and all kind of in and out. He had this huge, long relationship with Daniel. She probably doesn't even have the money to go over and see his family and, and train with uh, whoever Daniel was training with and learn how to actually do all the, all the real Mr. Miyagi moves in the last Cobra Kai. Oh, Chosen. Yeah, Chosen, yeah.
3: So, so he, uh, so the deal with Miyagi was he was like only visiting Boston for a little bit, right. he stuck around to keep an eye on her. And it's like, once she like took care of her initial bullying problem, he was like, all right, I have a whole life to get back to. So I'm going to go do that. You know? And like, we know that he had a relationship with Daniel until the day, uh, that Miyagi died. So, you know, uh, I don't see like that path for, you know, hit, uh, Julie to, you know, have have continued under the tutelage of Mr. Miyagi for much longer.
2: You know, and not to stoke this flame anymore, but that would actually make sense, say that uh, maybe Julie was struggling at the end. She was she was spiraling, and then she tried to go back to California to find Mr. Miyagi to get her life back on track, and that's how she ended up being Tori's mom, and that's how she ended from Boston in California and in this uh, Cobra Kai universe next season. I don't hate it. This is all this is all clicking. Yeah, let's go with that. And let's yeah. assume the reason that Tori's mom is always bedridden is because she's always fucking lit. And it's, it's Julie. I'm good with this.
3: Dang, I didn't even think of that. Because her mom is always OK. Yeah, sorry. Now I'm just on I'm back on the Peyton list uh, <laughs> Google image thing. And I'm going to be <laughs> out of commission for the next three to five minutes. But yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, that's all right. You can get all lathered up. Go join Daniel in the back. Have a little rub and tug. I'm all good with it. <laughs> But until we do that, we are going to let Julie advance. Let me ask you this What kind of alcohol is she drinking? Is it just beer or is she just whatever she can get her mitts on? Is she drinking like the rubbing alcohol out of the medicine cabinet? Is she that hardcore? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Julie is,
3: um, I'm going to say, like I said, I, I do think Julie starts off the day with like, a shot or two of just, you know, dark liquor, and then is she's working some kind of job with her hands where it's a little bit acceptable to just be drinking beers, you know? Like, mm-hmm. maybe you got to put it, like, in your thermos so it looks like you're drinking
2: soup, but it's like everybody knows you're just pounding tall boys. Yeah, take it from a guy who's tried to put beer in thermoses. Beer don't travel well. No? No. No, it's not a thing. Beer has to come straight out of the can. Once you break it, it's, it loses all the carbonation. Hmm. That's so that's a yeah. nightmare. But with that said, Julie will go on to the next round against the winner of this. And before we move on to this question, I have a question for Mike. Uh, And I'll probably cut this out. I have no idea. Do we want to go with Hawk or Mr. Miyagi versus Johnny?
3: Ooh, that's tough. Um, Huh. Um, Okay, I don't... uh, It's tough because Hawk makes it a more interesting question. But how do you do the Miyagi-verse without including Miyagi? Yeah, well, all right. Know. Let's do. Yeah, let's do Miyagi.
2: Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. Either one. We. Yeah. Cobra Kai has. I have to say this. I didn't expect it to be nearly as good as it has been. I figured it would be a shit show, and I really enjoyed those seasons. And Hawk is one of those characters that that does really make it interesting.
1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dude,
1: I
3: love him, dude. He is like he, uh, uh, he, I'm like a, I'm like a nerd too. So he, uh, showed up on this series, uh, game nights where they play like, uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. It's like a four person Magic the Gathering game. And it's actually really fun to watch on, uh, on YouTube. And it's like, dude, him, he, uh, yeah, I think the cleft palate, by the way, is like makeup. Like I it didn't yeah. notice it when he was sitting there like in the in playing the game. So I was like, damn, this is he is all in. Um, and yeah, like I said, he's just a relatable nerd. So I'm like, damn, I am all in on this kid. Like this kid rules.
2: Yeah. So next question, we are going to pit off Johnny Lawrence versus. As Mike would say, how could we have a Miyagi verse without Mr. Miyagi? We are going to pit Johnny Lawrence against Mr. Miyagi. Question being, which one of these two is more likely to have a secret women's shoe fetish?
3: Okay. My initial thought was like, dang, hell yes. This is the only way uh, that Johnny Lawrence is going to be able to beat Miyagi. Um, (laughs) I got actually excited for it. Then I was thinking like, I, I don't know. Nothing about Johnny seems that secret. You know what I mean? He seems like a very hard on your sleeve kind of guy. I feel like it would be similar to the way. um, Did you ever watch like the first season of family guy? Yeah. So it's like, you know, Kramer or sorry, Quagmire gets like one day where he like teaches Chris how to be a man. And like immediately he's like, yeah, we go to the bowling alley and like grab women's shoes. And like, you know, it's like immediately lets it out of the bag. Like, yeah, I kind of have a shoe thing, you know, like I kind of have a foot thing. And I feel like that's where Johnny would be whereas like i could see i don't know man there's something so pure about miyagi where it's like i don't i don't think he has i don't think he generally don't think he has any kind of fetishes you know what i mean like he just doesn't have like he's super vanilla with sex like he's he's just like he sex for procreation only he's much more worried about like growing his businesses growing his dojos like the the arts of karate whereas like Ah, it's tough, dude. If somebody was gonna have a secret foot fetish, though, who would you be more shocked about than Miyagi?
2: So you think I would say this? More likely, I honestly think it's Mister Miyagi, and I'll tell you why. Is he's like way into those trees, and I mm-hmm. think that those trees is kind of a public. It's something that he can do publicly. So when when Daniel's in there, of course. They're all doing little trees, but secretly he's trimming the trees thinking, man, I really want to get back to my closet and clean that 1998 designer high top in pristine condition. I think that he's he's definitely got a weird collection and an over-fascination with those trees and the car. He's, he's into things, even though he may love his karate, etc. He does have some things uh, that he holds dear to him personally, where Johnny, I don't even think Johnny would, collect things to that level and keep them in good condition johnny if he's got a shoe fetish it's just like he's got the shoes in the bottom of his closet and they're just stacked up and he's like okay which shoe am i going to look at today i'm going to look at this woman's loafer today i don't really i think miyagi's got like an entire room set up in a back closet
3: yeah it's like i uh because it's it's not a foot fetish thing it's a shoe fetish specifically so it's like that is that means that there is there's like a physical receipt for it, right? Something you can like take home with you. And, Mm -hmm. and like, there is a, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Miyagi has Miyagi has the room for it too. You know, Mm -hmm. don't forget Johnny for a while, same position as crease was like living in the back room of the dojo. Like he got kicked out of his apartment. Where's he going to, where's he going to keep all those shoes? Yeah. If, if you, and like I said, nothing would be more secretive. Nothing would be more of like a secret fetish
2: than Miyagi just being into some weird shit, you know? Yeah, yeah so I think I think we're going to agree. I think it's going to be Mr. Miyagi just because it's it's a physical thing. And like you said, the room, Johnny's moving place to place. It, he could have them stored in a storage closet somewhere, but I don't think he's going to enjoy it as much. Me and Mr. Miyagi's way into this shit. Hmm. That's my feeling. So I think we're going to let Mr. Miyagi continue in this Miyagi-verse bracket, which only makes sense. All right. And as far as who goes on to the next round, again, Miguel beat Robbie, uh, as far as who was going to get Johnny's 80s cassette collection. Pornhub account, we disagreed, but Mike allowed Daniel LaRusso to go on to the next round over Jonathan Crease. Highest alcohol content at 40. We both agreed Julie Pierce would have it over Samantha LaRusso, though I still think Samantha, she has that opportunity but i'm it's probably going to go unrealized and finally secret woman's shoe fetish mr miyagi over johnny lawrence so round two we have miguel against daniel and like we said uh, miguel is practically the cobra kai version of daniel so this will be an interesting bout question is of these two guys which one of them is more likely to beat up either Jake or Logan Paul in a street fight when they are 25 years old? This one
3: is too easy, dude. You think? Okay. Daniel-san does not win street fights. Daniel-san gets Beat up in street fights, right? He got... We, we saw the thing with Johnny. Like, he just kicked him, kicked sand in his face, broke the boom box, the whole nine. Cool. Um, picks a fight with the Johnny and his whole team, has to, like, run away, gets jumped by, like, four of them. Dude, the Paul brothers on the street, they run in numbers, you know? <laughs> like, he would 100% get jumped. Uh, Miguel, on the other side, like, he is... He almost only fights in the street, you know. Like he, he, he won the tournament same way as uh, same way that uh, Daniel did, right? He won the tournament against uh against Robbie. No, he did. So I mean. But then he uh, lost the rematch in a street fight. All right, that's fine. But he still held his own way better in street fights. And then the the other fight in the house where they completely destroyed the house. It was Robbie and uh, his girl standing tall at the end, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. So we'll just our, Miguel and his girl standing. Oh yeah, Sorry. Uh, Miguel and Samantha standing right. tall at the end, like that. I don't know, dude. Like Daniel to me is. I he seems like he only turns it on for competition, right? And he's only winning when, you know, it's it's a it's competition-style fight, and he can break the rules, you know? Because the crane kick to the face, yeah, while no can defend, it is also no legal, you know? Right. There was no blows above the neck. They clearly stated that in the rules at the beginning of, of the All-Valley tournament, um, and so for him to win with a kick to the chin is like... I don't know, dude. I don't, I this guy, none of his shit will work in a street fight and none of his shit will work if you're actually following the rules. So for me, if it actually comes down to fighting, Miguel is the much, much, much better fighter.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. And this is the thing, unfortunately, with the whack brackets is sometimes depending on who wins, the second question is hard to determine. And for starters, I'm pretty sure that Daniel was 25 and Karate Kid won. I don't really, so you've already seen what the guy's going to be at 25. I really think he was just lying the whole time to Miyagi and he was, he was probably damn near 40. I have no idea. But secondly, the only, it's also a timing issue because in the newer Cobra Kai's, he is starting to learn from chosen some things that would be effective in a street fight. So he's starting to get more aggressive, but at 25, he was not aggressive at all. Uh Uh-uh.
0: Whereas Daniel,
2: Daniel's always had that kind of Cobra Kai aggression. Or not Daniel. Miguel Miguel has always had that Cobra Kai aggression. So he's he's just a little tougher. And even though he lost to Robbie, quote unquote, in the school fight, uh, he had him beat. Yeah, he lost to Robbie because he showed mercy. Right. So and I don't think anybody's going to show mercy to one of the Logan or Jake or Logan Paul.
3: No, God, no. Paul brothers do not deserve mercy.
2: Yes, I totally 100 percent agree with you. And this was one where yeah, Crease uh, would have Creese probably would have been my choice had he made it through because yeah, Crease seems like a bad motherfucker. Oh yeah, Crease
3: would would just rip the the Adam's apple right out. Like we've seen what Crease was willing to do in a street fight at at twenty whatever, you right? Know? The, the, the last episode of this season of Cobra
2: Kai, like that was.
3: He is a legitimate killer in the streets. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's
2: between- got Mortal Combat ripping hearts out, saying fatality and and showing people their beating hearts. Oh yeah. Sadly, Chris did not make it, but Miguel did. And Miguel is going to advance to the final round against the winner of this question we have. And again, this is one that's a little bit disappointing because Mr. Miyagi is in it, and I don't think he's going to win this, sadly. And he's going against his protege, Julie. And which one of these two is more likely to bitch about the cost of shit at a New York City bodega? Okay,
3: shocker. I'm gonna go with the older man okay all right okay uh so hear me out he's living in the valley in Reseda mm-hmm. right which is like not it's not exactly like the most uh uh highfalutin place on the planet you know like this is a man who's very humble comes from like a humble background and has grown like he's 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 worked very hard his entire life um built up, you know, multiple businesses, has all those cars, has, you know, he, he still works as a super for this, you know, uh, um apartment complex where he meets Daniel despite the fact that he clearly doesn't need the money, you know? So it's like what are like he he has that like beautiful house with like the whole backyard, but he still does it just for this like tiny little apartment that he doesn't have to pay for really, like there's something about him that's just very, quote unquote, immigrant mentality. So for him to walk into a New York City bodega and be like, you're telling me I got to pay $7 for like a thing of Pringles? Like, no, screw you. Like, that's insane. Miyagi-san is not paying that. Whereas like Julie, I think we uh, going back to the previous conversation, right, she's always like a couple of drinks in, like starts the day, like, you know, completely trauma filled. She expects life to suck at all times. So for her to go in there and be like, yeah, I got to get like, you know, a a 40 of mad dog 2020, like is what it is, right? I'm paying six bucks. I'm paying nine bucks. It doesn't matter. It's my medicine, you know, like I got to get drunk today. So I, I think she's a lot more compliant. Whereas Miyagi would be like, no, 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 no. This is ridiculous. Either like you take something off this or I'm going to another establishment.
2: Yeah, I think you could argue either way because obviously if she goes in in the bag and she's got her 450 and it's a six dollar mad dog and it's like hey this this isn't fair will you take 450 and they're kind of like bitching and they're like no it's six dollars she's bitching and moaning but yeah Miyagi I think you're right old people in general older people they worked hard you know, they they worked they came from a different time, especially Mr. Miyagi's time, where people worked hard for their money, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Not that we don't now, but it was a rougher upbringing to earn money, especially for a guy of Asian descent who has probably had a tougher time uh, growing up back in whatever year he grew up than even now, and we see how that's going with the news. And they're still getting shit all these years later, which is unfortunate. So, I do see him having more pride in what he does. And with Julie, like we said, it's possible. It's very possible she has no pride at all at this point in her life. And she's just like, fuck it. And, you know, she, odds are Julie, I'm I'm even going to go this. I would say if Julie doesn't have enough money, she'll just steal it.
3: 100%. I was going to make that point myself. She would be very, she would just quietly steal it rather than complain. Right. Whereas Miyagi is like, I am a paying customer and I feel like you are ripping me off. I would like to have a discussion about it. Right. Whereas Julie would be like, I mean, screw this. I'm just putting it under my shirt and I'm walking out of here. If you want to stop me,
2: fight me. That's right. And she knows karate. So, yeah, she's beat up men before. We've seen that.
3: Plus, it's like, I mean, Julie's, the other part of it is Julie's upbringing is in Boston, which is, you know, a major metro. So she's used to paying uh, these highly marked up prices versus somebody like Miyagi, who grew up in a, uh, you know, that small fishing village in Okinawa and then made himself like his own little oasis in a fairly poor community in California uh, versus, you know, yeah, somebody who's used to these major metro prices. So I, I think to me, again,
2: this is, there's no question Miyagi is the one who's like, nah, screw this. You made some great points. And not only that, I really want to see Mr. Miyagi go on to this final question because I don't think the final question lends itself well to Julie. Though Miyagi, it may. Okay. And I think Miguel is also probably of the top half. one of the One of the more interesting ones. So, yeah, our final question is going to pit Miguel, who is kind of the new, as we said, Daniel. So um, Miyagi loves Daniel. So I think actually he would love Miguel. I think he and Miguel will get along great. Mm-hmm. And we have Miguel going up against Mr. Miyagi. Final question. Which one of these two is more likely to be followed by Kim
0: Kardashian on Twitter? Okay, I mean. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: In this...
2: That means in this fantasy world, Mr. Miyagi would have to make a Twitter? Let's make this assumption because, yeah, this is this is a little interesting. Because I didn't think, I I really didn't think Mr. Miyagi would get this far. (laughs) So so this question did not lend itself well. But yeah, let's say that Mr. Miyagi is alive, so to speak. And he is obviously somewhat famous in at least Los Angeles karate circles, it seems. Mm -hmm. So let's assume just for argument's sake, he's probably still alive and has a Twitter account. Whereas Miguel is obviously the defending champion now. So if this was
3: Julie making it, I would say Julie would be a no-brainer, right? Yeah, Yeah, because I feel like you know the the Kardashian thing is a lot about like women supporting women, and you know if you have a a woman champion or whatever, um, that's the way to go. But I mean for something like this. The only way I could see Miyagi getting a follow from Kim Kardashian is if uh, like North or any of her other kids grow up and they take a, like a serious interest in martial arts and you know Miyagi's still alive to like train them. Um, then I could see it being a thing where she's like, yeah, I'm gonna give you a follow and you know just give my kid like you know 10 years of free lessons because that's worth that you know what i mean like the 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 aggregated cost of a kim kardashian following you on social media is worth like 10 years of lessons you know like <laughs> At the, least, the, yeah. what that does for you promotion wise um so that's strong the miguel though is like he's young enough in his career where i could see him Going on to college, um, you know, maybe on like a if he like picks up wrestling on a wrestling scholarship or there's like a number of different lanes he could take. He could maybe go Juco and just wrestle Juco for a couple of years just to get his MMA skill set up. And ah. then, you know, like do what uh, uh Bryce Mitchell just did this. Right. Bryce Mitchell was in college and fighting for the UFC. Right? right. Like those are those are two things you can do at the same time. It's already been proven. Bryce Mitchell just got his bachelor's degree while you know, fighting on, on, you know, the main cards of, of UFC fights. So I could see that being Miguel's path and, you know, eventually Miguel could get to the point where he is a UFC champion. Oh,
2: wow. Not not just a Bellator champion.
3: No, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, if you, if you've gone viral like Miguel has right with the fight at the school, you have that story. Like imagine that as your promo for a Dana white Tuesday night contender series fight. (laughs)
2: Tell me, I'm wrong. No, you're right. As long as he ever fully recovers, which he seemed to by the end of the last Cobra Kai, which was oh, he was
3: there. He was fully recovered.
2: Yeah, which surprises me because, like, like a week before, he was like learning how to walk again.
3: Yeah, couldn't move his big toe. Right, (laughs) is what it is. Okay, (laughs) fucking the dude Johnny lighting the fire under him was so funny to me. By the way, like that's just fucking dumb guy stuff. Like just dumb one on one. It made me so happy. Um, so. Yeah, I think that there is a world in which Miguel could make his way onto Dana White Susan i Contender Series, could win that fight, and then if you win a if you win your fight on Dana White susan i Contender Series in a spectacular way, mm-hmm. come into the UFC, put together two or three wins, you're now on like that uh Sean O'Malley yeah. kind of trajectory. You know? So like there is a world in which five years after graduating high school, Miguel could be fighting for a UFC title. Maybe maybe sooner than that, right? But somewhere in that five-year window, based on what we know about these guys, he could be fighting for a title. I wouldn't be surprised if Kim Kardashian followed Israel Adesanya.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I I think Miguel's definitely going to have to pick up wrestling, though, because, yeah, this uh, Cobra Kai bullshit's not going to go very far in the UFC by itself.
3: You don't think... I feel like they have I feel like they have a decent ground game so far in Cobra. I, I feel like they, they've been trying to show like yo with this karate stuff you can still you can still land on the ground you know like you can still do damage from the from your guard using yeah, not I, I would say it
2: translates better than Mr miyagi's style to the UFC but I still sure. think he's gonna especially have to have a wrestling game uh they seem to do a lot of standoff stuff you don't see him in the grasp a lot and from you know, obviously from BJJ, it's a, you know, that's a close contact type of sport. So there's you know, wrestling gives you that kind of in-between of being able to defend coming at you versus being able to defend standing up. So wrestling gives you a kind of the round, the kind of a, a different angle. So I think you would have to learn that before you would be good at, at UFC. But yeah, of of everybody in there, I think Robbie may actually turn out to be a good UFC fighter. I think Robbie's got kind of that more aggression.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think who... Huh. huh. Tori. Or what's her name? Tori, yeah. yeah. Tori actually might be like the... Tori's an actual badass. Um right. Yeah, and she would... Yeah, she would 100% fuck shit up. Yeah. Like she's just an angry chick who can do some crazy stuff in a cage... And yeah, like, that's the thing where it's like, all right, I mean, somebody's got to beat Amanda Nunes eventually. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, if she keeps training five more years, who knows where Nunes is going to be? Like, you know, that I think that would be a thing where she could put herself over the top. Um, I'm looking at who Kim Kardashian currently follows, and okay. I'm not seeing... I'm seeing, like, the Ariana Grande is Yoko Ono. Um, you know, like a, a bunch of Kim Kardashian fan accounts. Okay, that's big. <laughs> Elle DeGeneres, uh, Paris Hilton, obviously, Rihanna. Uh, a lot of her own businesses, Cardi B. I'm not seeing any
2: kind of athletes on here. Um, But you know who she may follow? And I don't know. I have, I'm not looking at the account. And this is going to lean, make me lean towards Miguel here is that it's unlikely Mr. Miyagi is going to marry any supermodels. Miguel has that opportunity. Let's say he goes on to become a UFC fighter. He marries someone in that circle.
3: Dang, I didn't even think of that. That is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, he, especially too, because he is a kid who's coming up from the Valley. Like, there, he's close enough to LA, like, where, you know, if he he starts, you know, if he starts blowing up in that world, yeah. right? Yeah. He's the best fighter to come out of L.A., right? And he's always at all these L.A. parties. He could start dating Kendall. He could start Why dating Kylie, like one of the younger sisters. <whistles> yeah, Kim would have to follow him then, because then he's part of the family.
2: Yeah, or he could start dating Bruce Jenner. I mean, whatever, Caitlyn.
3: Yeah, I mean, don't dead name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is Britt Gastineau? Who is yeah Kodak? Black? I mean, I don't know who this chick is, but Kim follows her. I mean, she would have to. Angie Martinez. Okay, I've met her. Dude, imagine if he started dating Kris Jenner. Yeah, just she got her like cougar hooks in him early and like tried it to. Make I don't.
2: I don't hate it. I don't hate any of this. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, this is for some odd reason that the Valley Karate Tournament, hot shit. So they love they love the karate there. People care about it. Yeah, she comes one day. It, you know what? It's probably going to be in the next tournament. Maybe this is the next Cobra Kai series. Is that? The Larusso chick, I think, whatever Sam, I think, is her name. She they kind of break up. Her, her and Miguel break up, and he's at the tournament. And you can see Kendall Jenner there with all her fans. And then, why not? Bong, follow. So yeah, I'm I'm personally going to go with Miguel here. I don't hate it. Yeah, okay. let's
3: do it. Miguel, this is honestly a massive shocker given like where we started right. like to, to pull the, the, the curtain back, right? Like you and I were talking about this and it was only uh Miyagi crease, uh, Machio and Johnny Lawrence, right? Right. And Let's throw the Cobra Kai carriers in there. Let's show a little bit of love to that next karate kid. We could have even done like the, the Jaden Smith one just to see him get his ass beat in the first round. But it's like, I don't know, man, like the, the, the fact that the extended universe is taking the crown here really
2: took me for a, uh, uh, threw me for a loop. Let's be honest. The Cobra Kai series has more hours in it than the Karate Kid movies.
3: Uh, that's fair. I didn't think of that. Yeah, we have spent more time with Miguel and Robbie. Well, the problem is Johnny and, and Macho are just such a big part of Cobra Kai that it's like, all right, like we are still hanging out with our
2: old friends. Right. Yeah, but even then, we're spending so much time hour by hour. I mean, what are we, at least 20-some hours into this versus probably 10 hours into the movies?
3: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Hell yeah. Yeah. These guys rules.
2: Yeah. I'm a big fan as well as it's generally received better, especially than a lot of those later karate kid movies that were very poor. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. Yeah. I did not. uh,
3: I did not get, I couldn't get behind the um, yeah. The Jaden Smith movie, the, the, I tried so hard to enjoy the Hillary swank one. it just, I don't know, dude, karate kid three was rough. Yeah, I like think they're bringing back like the bad guy from Rocky Kid Three. That's pretty dope.
2: But right. uh, long term, I don't know how how it's gonna work. I think the nice thing is is they still bring back uh, this series doesn't work without Ralph Macchio and um, William Zabka, I think is his name. And having them reprise the role and being able to see a different side, particularly Will Zabka's character Johnny. Because even at the end of Karate Kid One, he was started to turn a switch. You could see where he congratulated Daniel or, you know, and the guy wasn't a bad kid. He just had so to see Daniel be a little bit of a dick here and there and uh, it it adds a whole new element. So yeah, I don't think this series works at all without those guys. The fact that they've come along for the series is and then like you said, they're bringing in such great new characters, the the Tories, the Miguels. I don't care about Robbie. I could do it on him personally. I don't like his story at all.
3: Yeah. And I love the uh, I love the flip side of it, too, where it's like it it was the Internet's take for the longest time that like, I mean, was Johnny the bad guy or, you know, like it, it everyone kind of agreed like not Daniel kind of stunk, you know, like if you really thought about it for a second, he was kind of the worst. So just seeing that play out over the course of a TV series is like, that's
2: pretty fun, dude. Yeah, and there was a video. I'm I'm probably not going to be able to find it fast enough, but there was a video that I'm pretty sure that Johnny was in. It was a in the maybe 2000s, late 90s, where Johnny was living in a trailer, and it was a music video, and it was Sweep some the leg. what's that? Sweep the leg is the name of it.
3: Okay, yep, that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, no more kings is the name of the band. Sweep the leg is the music
2: video. It's from 2007. Okay, yeah, and in a way, they kind of give you an idea of what Johnny's going to be. I'm pretty sure he's living in a trailer here. In the whole, so, Yeah.
3: So, yeah. They ran the whole thing back and it was like, uh, it's funny. Like I, 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 I absolutely love this. So I was listening to uh William zappka on Bill Simmons podcast. And he was talking about like, yeah, when those guys hit me up, like this was it, like this was the actual um, like impetus for, you know, Cobra Kai and like what, what really led to it because like, uh some the the producers i guess saw the um saw this music video and was like oh this has legs like this definitely could go places like let's have fun with this
2: huh i had no idea i'd seen that video but i didn't know there was more of a story to that yeah interesting so miguel shockingly wins our miyagi verse white bracket considering he's never even seen mr miyagi i'm not even sure if he knows who he is honestly
3: uh, no, because Miguel's, he does know because Miguel's been to the dojo. where he Oh, made, remember? That's right. Yeah. So they know. He knows <laughs> what the, what the, what the, the word of Miyagi is.
2: <laughs> well, he, he's there to get in Samantha's pants. Let's be honest. But with oh. all that said, Miguel winning our bracket. And if you didn't remember, this was Mike Harrington from the Gas Digital Network. He was my guest today. And I will let you talk to him, or I will let Mike talk here for a second and tell you if you want to reach out to him, follow him on the Twitters and Instagrams, et cetera, et cetera. I will tell him how you can do just that. Yeah. I mean, please hit
3: me up. Let me know uh, where I got it wrong, not using my veto to put crease through in that first round. I'm still regretting that at this moment here. Uh, but yeah, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at the M Harrington. Uh, and yeah, check me out every. Tuesday on Notes of Goon with Chris from Brooklyn. That's uh, where I get to talk the most on air and uh, it's a very very silly show where we talk about very silly things. So should uh,
2: I hope you guys check it out. Alrighty. Well, I will do that. I was not aware of that show so this will give me something to partake in soon. But with that said, I will tell you how to reach out to me. As always you can reach out to me on the Twitters and Instagrams and you can also reach out to me at email and you can honestly send it to anything at whackbrackets.com You can send it to Miyagi's foot fetish or Miyagi shoe fetish at whackbrackets.com. I promise I will get that. I will get anything you send me at whackbrackets.com. And please tell me what I messed up. I didn't tell you that already, but tell me what I messed up. And I'll just tell you to fuck off because I'm kind of asshole. As well as if you don't mind going out, subscribing to me on the Apples, uh, on the Spotify's, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe give me a review unless it's going to be a shitty one because I don't do this for any money and I don't need that kind of drama in my life. All that said, again, Mike Harrington, I appreciate you being on this show, and it's been great. Thank you again, and I will go ahead and tell everyone goodbye, and I will let you tell them goodbye on the way out.
3: Thanks for having me, man. Honor and pleasure. Peace out, y'all.
2: See you.